With the start of spring training upon us, it's time to continue taking a good look at what the Dodgers have going on around the roster. So in episode two of this four-part miniseries, uh, we are going to dive into the Dodger outfield and the Dodger bench, combining them. But we're going to look at uh, an overall unit that could be exceptional or fall apart in 2024. Get your Austin Barnes slander ready. It's time for another edition of the All Dodgers podcast. First, my name is Clint Pasillas. You can find me as Real FRG on the social media things. The links are in the description below. You can also find me at alldodgers.com. It's a new website that I hope you read because uh, it'll make me feel all good and tingly inside. Also, while you're here, please give this video a thumbs up. Please consider subscribing to the channel. It's completely free. Uh, hit that notification bell to keep be alerted whenever we go live, whenever we do um, cool things like what we're doing right now with this uh, mini-series. So, guys, if you missed uh, part one of the series, I, of course, talked bullpen with Blake Harris of Thinking Blue with Blake Harris. And today, I welcome back my friend Jeff Snyder from the Locked On Dodgers podcast, your first listen every morning, of course. And we've got a lot to talk about. So, Jeff, welcome back. How how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Clint. Thanks for having me back. Always fun to talk Dodgers with you. Love talking Dodger baseball with this guy. One of the, uh, we'll call him a brilliant mind because, uh, you know what, it's, it's, it's the truth, I tell you that. But like I said in the intro of this video, today we are talking, it's, a, it's an oddball one. It's a combo. We're talking Dodgers outfield and bench, and I figured one of my favorite oddball combos because you, I, this guy could talk baseball in his sleep. So I decided to combine them and how things stand with this team heading into spring training. Of course, the Dodgers, they 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 got an outfield boost this winter. They picked up a full-time left fielder and Teoscar Hernandez added some pop with him as well. They cleared a path to a more permanent role for Jason Hayward by moving Mookie Betts to second base full-time. They also brought in speedster Manuel Margot, much to the chagrin of some, uh, to platoon with Jay Hay and Wright. So... These moves, they have an impact on the bench. We know that. You know, Chris Chris Taylor isn't your starting left fielder like he was projected to be more on the bench in a little bit. But first, uh well, I'll leave it real real blanket statement for you. What do you like about the construction of this outfield heading into spring training? You know, uh, I, I'm excited about James Outman, uh his sophomore season. I feel like he he got the sophomore slump out of the way uh during his rookie season. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the bounce back he had uh, late last season uh, can continue because I, I do think Outman is uh, has a lot of potential to turn into a real star in the league. And then left field Teoscar Hernandez probably that for real. It's like we know who the four outfielders are. Um, the only real question for me is who plays where because Teoscar Hernandez and Jason Hayward have both always been right fielders. Uh, or not always, but mostly been right fielders, both most comfortable in right field. Um, we've we've gotten, you know, it, when they signed Teoscar Hernandez, uh, I think it was Brandon Gomes, could have been Andrew Freeman. Uh, I think it was Brandon Gomes said that uh, they, that Teoscar might play different positions depending mm-hmm. on uh, the pitching and whatnot. And so, you know, maybe that means that uh, when, when Hayward is in the game, meaning a right-handed starter on the mound, Teoscar is in left field. And when That's Margot is is playing, uh, then Teoscar is in right and, and Margot is in left. You know, and, and maybe they're thinking about that. I would guess that 
by pretty early in the season, they're kind of just going to settle and say, okay, this is what we're doing. And, you know, I could see it going either way because Teoscar is, is best in right field, has a good arm. Hayward can probably pretty, be pretty darn good in left field. And so, uh, you know, maybe one way or the other, one way or the other, I think they're going to lock down the positions, but yeah, it's, it's kind of odd going into spring training without really many questions in the outfield, as far as who's going to play. Mm-hmm. And that's assuming they keep Margo on the roster. You know, there's still always a chance that <laughs> they decide to go another route. Uh, but, you know, as of right now, it seems like things are pretty locked down in the outfield as far as who the four are. And then you do have Chris Taylor who can who can bounce out there when he needs to, kind of the fifth outfielder and the sixth fielder or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 almost a little bit disconcerting how few questions <laughs> there are for the outfield. Yeah, I mean, we we uh, we pretty much know the opening day roster already for both. Maybe not for Korea. I think the Korea one could be a little, you know, I wouldn't call it haphazard. But we might not see every uh, every name we're going to see in the states on that Korea uh, series roster. But um, you know, uh, getting back to what you're saying a little bit there about like some some optionality, even Jay Jay Hay playing some center field where he's been also very good in, in his career, and you know we've seen Outman play left. It, it's imperfect. You probably want to leave your your young potentially up and coming star center fielder in center field. But, you know, this is a team that where everybody's saying they're in, they're all in to win it. They'll do whatever they need to, to win. So I, I would imagine we will probably see more. Um, if we do see uh, Hernandez and right, which I hadn't really considered that. Uh, and I appreciate you enlightening on enlightening uh, me on that one. Um, if we do see Hernandez and right, we probably, it'd be the other part of the platoon of like Margot playing left field. But again, what does this team love? What does Dave Roberts love? Optionality. They love that word as well um and a little bit more on teo as they call him how do you think this guy uh fits in la career playing in kind of smaller markets or maybe not um you know the spotlight hasn't necessarily been on his teams in his career but now big market massive spotlight on this team how does he respond i think he has the personality to be very very popular in los angeles i think that you know, you, you think of guys like Yasiel Puig and Kike Hernandez and guys like that with those personalities. I think Teoscar has shown some of that personality uh, throughout his career with the Blue Jays and then the Mariners. And I think we could see that come out in a big way, especially if he's if he's playing well. I think he's a guy who it could just, you know, uh, build on itself. And, and, you know, the Dodgers have some understated guys. You know, Freddie Freeman uh, is – He's got a great personality, but it's not an exuberant perso- personality necessarily, you know. Yeah. Uh, Max Muncy uh, probably has a personality. Uh, Chris Taylor uh, could could learn to develop one, maybe. Um, but, you know, Teoscar Hernandez is a guy who I, I think the Dodgers, I, I wouldn't say they need that attitude, but I do think he brings some fun to the team that, uh, that I think will be a lot of fun. And I think the fans are going to really, really like him especially when he's playing well. I do think he's going to strike out a lot. And Dodger fans, especially Dodger Twitter, may have some meltdowns over that. Uh, <laughs> but he's also probably going to hit a lot of home runs. He's going to be fun. And and hopefully, uh, I'm hoping that his personality shines through and that Dodger fans love him. And, and maybe that even helps him uh, get through some slumps a little bit better. 
hey, you need some spark, you need some fire, you need some caliente in the lineup, and whether he's batting fourth or fifth or sixth or whatever it is, um, I think one of the good things about this dude is he's there's not a lot of expectation on him. It's just go out there and be the guy you've always been in your career since kind of becoming a, a full-time, a regular in the big league. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really good point of uh, the, the adding the spice and the flair that um, that this team needs, and it's not it's not the Kike Hernandez type where it's somebody dancing and shaking their hips and you know striking out and popping up. And to be fair, he had a decent uh, decent years when coming back last year, but a different Hernandez this year. I will ask you about Kike again in a little bit, but first I want to talk uh, jump back real quick outfield construction. Um, what happens or where can things go wrong? I mean. The answer is always injury, right? Like, you know, you mentioned the possibility of Jason Hayward playing some center field. I'll go on record and say I don't want Jason Hayward in center field because, for me, the only time that's the best option is if James Outman is hurt. And I don't want James Outman to be hurt. I, I don't think there's any reason to have Hayward playing the outfield when Outman is healthy. And uh, and really, that is the, the concern is health. And, you know, you, you've got a little bit with, with Chris Taylor – as that fifth outfielder, you do have probably a little bit more outfield depth than a lot of teams do. You also have Andy Pajes in the minors, who uh, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit optimistic about Andy Pajes. And if necessary, in the case of an injury, I think he could come up and he could do a decent job. I don't think it would be like what we saw in whatever year it was, 2020, uh, when we just had outfielder after outfielder come up and say, hey, I can't hit either. Uh, yeah. You know, that's... Uh, I think Pajas could do better than that. But, yeah, I think injury is the big concern because you do have uh, Hayward is not a young man anymore. He's in excellent shape, but he could get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that throws a quick wrench because if Manuel Margot becomes an everyday outfielder, that doesn't look like such a good thing anymore. Margot against lefties, that's only a third of the time. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, but Margot as the everyday left fielder or right fielder, uh, doesn't really thrill me very much. Uh, and, and, you know, you could name any of the outfielders. You get hurt, that puts a cramp on things because yeah. ultimately <clears throat> if somebody gets hurt, that either means Margot and or Chris Taylor are playing the outfield every day. And, yeah. you know, Taylor could be okay if he remembers how to hit. And fingers crossed, I hope he does. I love Chris Taylor. Uh, but it does, you know, the the depth isn't super there in the minor league system so I think they would feel it if there's injuries in the outfield. Yeah, uh, on Chris Taylor, I think the last time uh, you came on the channel, we, we talked a little bit about uh, who was then the projected starting left fielder and Taylor and and me kind of getting uh, angry at the idea that they would go out and sign Shohei Otani and then have this guy be their, their uh, everyday left fielder. But um, again, ni- that's a, he's a nice Band-Aid to have around. Uh, let, let's go worst-case scenario. Somebody stumbles. We, we see another you know Miguel Vargas type of situation where maybe um, – you know, Outman is just outright bad, or there is a major injury to a couple of guys out there. Do you think this team, after going all in on the Mookie Betts is now our second baseman, Mookie being thrilled about the idea of being the everyday second baseman, uh, do you think they'd pull that ripcord and move him back into the outfield in an emergency, like almost full time ish? I, I think it's definitely an option. Although, it, I mean, you mentioned Miguel Vargas. I <laughs> nice think Miguel option. Vargas <laughs> is an option to play left field. You know, if some if something happens, I think at this point they'd probably have 
probably rather have Vargas in left field than Vargas at second base and Mookie in right field. Um, defensively and offensively, and you know, just Mookie's healthively. Uh, I, I think that you know, Miguel Vargas is one of those backup plans. There's yeah. not really room for him on the opening day roster. Actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the roster in Korea. I wouldn't be surprised to see him and Pajas on the roster in Korea since you only need two starting pitchers for that series. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think I, – I don't know that they would pull the plug on anybody very quickly for ineffectiveness. Um, I, I think James Outman would have to be pretty bad for at least three months before they thought about pulling the plug. And I, and I don't really see that happening because – he hit righties really well last year, and he hit lefties okay. He didn't have any power against lefties, uh, but he his strikeout rate was roughly almost exactly the same against lefties as it was against righties. That gives me hope that he's going to end up being a decent hitter against lefties, and you know that that means he's an everyday outfielder. And so, you know, I, I don't really foresee huge struggles enough to the point where they would consider Mookie going to the outfield. The, the only reason I could see Mookie going to the outfield is if multiple people got injured and then maybe they consider it. Yeah. We, when you look to that, that lower level depth, like if, if you get beyond the, the 40 man, it, it does, it does get a little, a uh, little questionable for this team, but I think uh, the front office has done an incredible job kind of, you know, plotting or, or, or getting some sort of contingency plan in place for every, just about every worst case scenario uh, out there. Uh, a fun one, we'll say here with this one earlier in the offseason, uh, as I kind of shift gear slightly. Early in the offseason, we were told that maybe, just maybe, Shohei Otani could play some outfield in September if everything goes well with his rehab. Um, in your opinion, how much of a reality do you think that is? Uh, all right, let me put it this way. Clint, how much chance is there that you and I are going to run the Boston Marathon this year? You know, I would put that about a slim 2-0. Yeah, I think that's more likely than Shohei Otani playing the outfield for the Dodgers this year. Okay. Uh, in fact, let's put it, you and me tying for first place in the Boston Marathon <laughs> is more likely than Shohei Otani playing the outfield for the Dodgers this year. I love that Dave Roberts threw it out there, gave us stuff to talk about on our various podcasts. Uh, but but there's no way in the world that they're going to risk the next nine years of Shohei the pitcher. Uh, I mean, they would rather have Andy Pajes and some guy you've never heard of who isn't even yet in the organization yet starting in the outfield than risk Shohei Otani's arm playing the outfield this year. Could have said no, but okay. <laughs> no, all right, that's, that's fair. That's fair. You know, some people are going to be upset about that because people will be like, "Oh, I want to see Shohei and left or whatever." But well, tell uh, them to stop doubting us and our Boston Marathon dreams. Then this is fair. You know what? I'll, tell them it's I'm, on them. Today I start training, or maybe not. It's late right now. I, it's what, late, I'll, I'll man. Put, I'll put it off. You know, I'm not. Sometime in the next few weeks, I'm going to think about starting to train. Yeah, there we go. I'll put it on the uh, the big time uh, vision board. Let's uh, shift gears out of the outfield, but also still partially in the outfield because some of those outfielder uh, options will be on the bench. We already mentioned Chris Taylor. Uh, whoever's not starting between Hayward and Margot will be on the bench. Uh, Miguel Rojas gets a slide into that role that the Dodgers initially acquired him for. Austin Barnes still exists, much to the chagrin of way too many people online. Um, is this a good bench? I 
I think so. Um, I think they have. I'm I think a, they have a buying kind it. of every everything covered that you want on the bench. You know, you've got your platoon outfielder. You've got your uh, defensive whiz infielder. You've got your Chris Army knife. You've got your uh, backup catcher. You know, I mean, other than backup catcher, and, and yeah, Hunter Fiducia should probably be the backup catcher, but we can all understand the reasons why he's not going to be unless Austin Barnes gets hurt. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at what they have and what they need, uh, it, it's a pretty it's a pretty solid bench, and uh, it's kind of exactly there's nobody on the bench other than the backup catcher who, if he has to come up in a pinch hitting spot late in a game, you're thinking. Oh crap! It's this guy. You know, there's there's no Jeff Hamilton on this team. Uh, was Jeff, Jeff Hamilton bad? I always liked him because his name was Jeff. But uh, you solid know, I, I assume he was pretty bad. Um, you know, it's it's a solid bench. I think. Are you? Uh, would you? And I apologize. I'm not an ardent uh, daily listener of, of Locked On because I don't listen. Hey, to I gotta go. Sorry, but <laughs> are are you a? Um, would, where would you align yourself in the Austin Barnes? Uh, I guess we'll we'll call it the ethos. Are you pro? Are you real middling? Are you ardently against? As I go ardent twice, where are you on Barnes? Uh, I I really like Austin Barnes in all the non-baseball player ways. Uh, and I think at this point in Austin Barnes's career, he provides exactly as much value on the 60-day injured list because of a knee injury as he does on the active roster. And, yeah. and I'm not wishing a knee injury on Austin Barnes. I'm wishing Austin Barnes would fake a knee injury. Keep getting paid. Get, keep staying on the bench. Keep going to the catcher's meetings. Mentor Hunter, Hunter Fiducia be the, the leader in the clubhouse, you know, all that stuff that you are and just, you know, collect your paycheck. Don't worry about playing. You don't even own cleats anymore. You know, <laughs> wear comfortable shoes, Austin, and, and just put on the uniform every day and, and be everything you are except the backup catcher. And, you know, I, I don't think that's realistic, but in my perfect world, that's what Austin Barnes would be. So you'd rather see just a coach coach, not a player coach, like he's sort of assumed the role. I, you know, I'm starting to feel like alone in a corner as one of the uh, Barnsey defenders online because this is a dude that's maybe going to start twice a week in a bad week. And it's like, how much damage is that guy who's going to hit eight or ninth in your lineup three times, six times max in a week? How much damage can he do? But then, you know, like you, you mentioned, that pinch hitting spot, you're down to your last guy. Like, I could understand it. Yes, there are better options. You know, we just saw this week. They they identified a weak spot on the roster. Somebody that we've known for a long time with Caleb Ferguson sent him out. If you're trying to get your best possible roster, yeah, most likely uh, somebody like a fiducia is, is a potential improvement over somebody and like Barnsey. Yeah, and with Shohei Otani, there's no longer a DH spot for Will Smith. And yeah. so Smith may need more days off. Uh, you know, especially as the dog days of summer roll on, you know, he may, there may be a week where Smith needs 3 days off or, or even two in a row. And I would rather have somebody with the better chance of hitting the baseball uh be the guy playing. And and you know what? It was easier for me to swallow back when Barnes was a great defensive catcher. Uh, Barnes's framing isn't as good as it used to be. Fair. Uh, his, his arm is really, really bad, and Dodgers pitchers aren't great at holding runners to start with. Uh, and, and so, 
just, yeah, like I, I get everything you're saying. And I do think the answer to how much harm can it do is probably not that much. Uh, but, you know, if you are trying to optimize a roster, uh, I, I think that is a clear spot where the roster is not optimized. I'm going to make it a mission for myself. One of these days, I will find somebody that will defend Barnes the way I do on here. It's funny. I've never been a big time, and I'm not even saying you're you're hating on Barnes. I just want this is more, I guess, for me. I could even cut this part. I just want to find somebody that uh, has something exceptionally positive to say about him. And and I again, I fully agree with everything you say. Uh, you have just said right now. The 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 final one I'll I'll throw at you and I said I was going to bring him back up cuz I mentioned Kike. I got a comment on a on a show a couple weeks ago. Uh somebody said, you know, bring back K- uh, Kike and let him catch. There's your replacement uh, uh for Austin Barnes. I know how much people want Kike Hernandez back on this uh, on this team. You and I both know looking at the roster right now, it's not much of a reality, but I just need you to uh, give a different opinion of why that's not a reality uh, to maybe some of the newer folks that are following uh, this this fun journey entering spring training. Yeah, ultimately, if you're going with Kiki Hernandez, he's taking the roster spot of either Miguel Rojas, Chris Taylor, or Manuel Margot. And because of the Dodgers, all their defensive flexibility, it could be any of those three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at what Kike brings to the table – uh, Taylor is better defensively than Kike at most of the positions that they both play. Uh, Kike used to be better defensively in the infield than he is now, I think. Um, Taylor is definitely a better defensive outfielder and and probably a better defensive infielder. Uh, and, and so it doesn't make sense to boot Taylor. Uh, Var, uh, Rojas is clearly a better def- defender doesn't have the positional flexibility, only plays the infield. But like we said, they kind of have the outfield covered with Taylor. Uh, and so really it comes down to Manuel Margot. And so, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't hate it if, if they re-signed Kike and traded Margot for somebody, um, you know, Kike being the right-handed half of that right field platoon mm-hmm. isn't terrible. Uh, and, and having, you know, a little bit more of that defensive flexibility where against left-handed pitchers, uh, if, if he's, if they want to put, you know, I, that's the thing, if he's the right-handed half of the platoon, you know, he's, that's mostly going to be his playing time. And so you're not getting much of his flexibility there. Uh, for me, the only real reason that I would be more in favor of keeping Manuel Margot is that he's faster. Kike has always surprised me at how not fast he is. <laughs> he seems like he should be faster than he is. And so, Margot does provide more value as a pinch runner, um, which could come up. They don't have Adrian Gonzalez or Justin Turner or Yasmani Grandal anymore, who you definitely have to pinch run for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are times when you would rather have, you know, even if it's Will Smith or Max Muncy, who you are both fast for their situation, uh, but not as fast as Manuel Margot. So maybe you want to use him as a pinch runner. Uh, other than that, though, like, I, I feel like Kike and Margot are a little bit interchangeable in some ways. Uh, and so I wouldn't hate it, you know, because I do love Kike. Uh, you know, I wouldn't hate it if they brought him back instead of Margot. But I don't really see the point of going through a lot of roster contortions to get Kike back on the roster to replace somebody who's basically the same person. Yeah. 
Yeah. The same player, not the same person. Nobody's the same person as Kike. Fair. But, you know, the, the, you're getting the same value out of Margot as you would out of Kike. I like it. Well said. I, I said something um, um, less good, but along the same lines very recently as well. And uh, again, I wanted somebody else to throw that opinion out here on my channel so people understand that we're both so smart. But Is that the tagline of your channel? Less good, but along the same lines as Lockdown Dodgers? Yeah, I'll change it right now. Let me let me get into the uh, the back end of it. But uh, Jeff, I appreciate the time, my guy. We covered the, all of the bases here that we needed to in the outfield and on the bench. I was thinking about it while we're I was I was near and wrapping up here, and I was like, yeah, I really probably should have thrown Shohei into this part of it. But it's also what are you going to add about Shohei? It's like he's going to be very good at hitting the baseball loud and far. And, I think he's good. I'll say that. I think. Can so I get you on record? Baseball player. I'm going to quote that oh, one. Heck yeah, write it down. Quote graphic going good up. Ball pa- the- good ball player in quotes. Dash, dash, Jeff Snyder, dash, dash, Michael Scott. You guys heard it here first, folks. Uh, it's going to be. I got a Shohei Otani bobblehead right back. Man, I can't. This is riveting. Yeah. So, so it'd be great for the it's, audio version. There it is. How, where? From one of those FOCO ones? Some no, rando? It's, it's from the Angels last year. Oh, I forgot about the Angels. That red one back there behind my, my shoulder. Well, just we'll get we'll send you some blue paint and uh, you know white Dodger script, and you can throw it on there. Hey, they're doing two Dodger two Otani bobbleheads this year, so why don't you just go and get me one, okay? And send it to me. Yeah, I just I just did a live stream where people were sending me super chats to go to games, so I'll have to pay for the uh, for the uh, the the Shohei one of the Shohei bobbleheads. I'll do That's my not a best. Bad idea. I'll do yeah. my best for you. But uh, this is, you guys got to do more lives. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, we can't bring ourselves to do the super chats yet. I don't know why. It's like I don't know, but uh, it's a real one life. of the one of the ways I'm not as evolved as you, Clint. <laughs> One of these days, you'll be a real piece of work like I am. But again, I appreciate the time. Mr. Jeff, tell the people who don't know about you where to find you and uh, how to hear you uh, five days a week. Locked on Dodgers. We do it five days a week. It's about a half hour. It's designed to be roughly the length of your commute. And, uh, you know, you can get it on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. It's a lot of fun. It's me and Vince Samperio talking Dodgers five days a week. So check it out. And good thing about Vince is he's your boots on the ground. Whenever you can't make it to events, he's at most of them uh, covering with uh, with BR walk off or whatever it is. But uh, all the one links- of them day jobs that gets uh, in media access. Is, so that's this, nice. What do those get you? But uh, all the links that uh, Jeff just mentioned will be down in the description. And again, Jeff, appreciate the time, and I'll catch you on another one of these soon. Anytime, man. Always a good time with my guy, Jeff Snyder. Again, like he said, go follow him. Listen to him and Vince every day, just about every day on the Locked On Dodgers podcast. But now's the part of the show where I ask you guys your thoughts about this Dodgers outfield. Do you like the potential starting three, three and a half, four, whatever you want to call it? Do you like Teoscar Hernandez, James Outman, and Jason Hayward? Do you think Outman survives an entire season uh, as the starting center fielder? Will Teoscar Hernandez go off in Dodger blue and will they find a way to somehow mix Kike Hernandez in there because we're just talking about it probably not going to happen but share your thoughts down in the comments below thank you for watching please consider subscribing hit that thumbs up button on your way out everything you do is completely free I promise you and it really helps out the channel I again am real frg on the twitter on the uh well x as they call it on the instagram uh those links are in the description below and I will see you on the next one we